0: we're back on the rule of three two comics three topics ten minutes each no politics the first the perfect podcast for your modern lifestyle it's the rule of three with uh, tim slagle and on the other side hey, it's bent bent washburn hello and uh later in the show uh we are going to be talking we're going to be talking about beaver island uh, uh, yes, <laughs> it's the last topic. The fifth grade boy in me cannot stop giggling every time I say that. But uh, yeah, uh, well, and, uh, yeah. In the in the second segment, we're going to be talking about the dairy industry. Uh, but before we get to the first topic, I want to mention that uh, that the the 200th episode is going to be August 5th at Acme Comedy Company with a show attached, and we've just added we've just added comedian Brian Miller to the lineup. So it'll be Very bent good. and Brian and I, and uh, we'll do sets, and then we'll sit down and we'll do we'll do uh, a live podcast and uh, you can get tickets at com acmecomedy.com, company uh, if you want comps send us an email we might have some comps available uh, uh rule of 3 at timslykle.com is how you uh, apply for that but it's going to be it's our 200th episode it's going to be uh it's going to be a great and you'll be able to stream it live you'll be able to yeah, it's, it's you'll be able to sit, yeah. to sit in the zoom audience and watch the show and uh and the live podcast or you know actually be there and uh meet the meet the hosts. so that's august 5th mark your calendar on that one and uh on to the first topic uh, yes, I'm on getting, we go. I'm getting a new toaster.
1: How <laughs> exciting is that? It 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 is exciting. Is it? Have you been researching? Have you found like? Mm. If, how do you compare them? For, well, like
0: the well, it was actually it was it, it's amazing. It's a the price range in toasters goes from seventeen dollars at the low end yeah. to four
1: hundred dollars. four hundred dollars for. For toast, man, do you know how much toast you have to make before you break even on that? That's <laughs> I know. I know. You that's can't. a lot of. That's a four hundred dollars. What does it do? Did you look at the four hundred dollar toaster?
0: Ah, uh, no. I just said that's ridiculous yeah. and closed it. Now that, by, yeah. now that I am curious, I am thinking of going back because the the, the one I'm getting, it's got a bagel defrost setting. It's got a really nice, <laughs> It's got it, it, it's got little... a nice big browning knob on it. What more question. could you want?
1: What do the settings really do? I mean, aren't they just timer things, or do they actually adjust the uh, distance from the heat elements of your bread? What what do they do? I mean, <laughs> I just always figured, like, yeah, 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 you, you put this dial with timing mechanism, you just labeled it frozen well, bagel.
0: I can tell you what the older toasters did because that's uh that's that's where this story is going uh oh, okay the toaster uh i think it's just timing i, I think that's all it is is timing yeah. maybe maybe the new <laughs> ones maybe the new ones are well, uh, well actually it's temperature uh i'm i i stand corrected it might be timer oh. it might be a timer now but it but the old ones were temperature and really uh, yeah and how do how do I know that well yeah, how the do toaster I, the toaster i have is uh, is probably seventy years old.
1: Holy Toledo! That's uh, that's a good toaster then, because the new. I swear they went the way of our cars before Yo. that. Am I right? Just crap toasters. Yeah, yeah well, there was
0: yeah. there was a period. Yeah, it's uh, the the toaster I have. It's a Sunbeam. It's uh, made about nineteen. It was made in about nineteen fifty, and wow. uh, uh, the Sunbeam Corporation is no longer in business. Because, you know, when you make a toaster, a toaster that's good that for lasts 70 years, years. It's, it's uh, you don't to... get a lot of repeat customers.
1: <laughs> but but that, see that, this is what kills me. If you make a crap toaster, you think, well, I'm going to try a different toaster. But they're all crap. At least I had a very hard time finding a toaster that felt like it wouldn't fall apart. You know, they make that sound. It's like you, feel, you need to check the inside of the toaster for a loose bolt or hmm. a screw every hmm. time it ejects the toast you know what i mean i but don't, I, I don't
0: know i don't know because when you push yeah. mine down man it's like yeah. slamming a 1967 chevy truck door yeah it, it <laughs> just yeah, makes that beautiful clunk <laughs> and uh, and and if it doesn't if it doesn't stick down all you have to do is just open that drawer on the bottom and shake the hell out of it and all this uh, all, all these uh, uh, crumbs and centipedes come out the bottom and uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> crumbs and centipedes nice what are you putting on your toast what kind of toast what kind of natural toast are you buying well you see that's that's centipedes. that's
0: the, the, the that's the problem is the toaster it finally the cord finally shorted out i i, I plugged it in oh. i had it ready for my toast and i plugged it in and a huge spark blew a fuse and I Ruined your morning.
1: How much does that
0: ruin your morning when you can't make toast? Well, I'll go just oh. go over to the oven and turn on the broiler. I mean, it's
1: Yeah, but you you know. I mean, that's
0: No, it's... sure. There's something satisfying about that that noise when the toaster uh-huh. when the toast pops up. Oh, yeah.
1: And it, and by the way, I read this, the pop-up toaster invented by a Minnesotan, Charles Strite, 1919. Huh? He invented the Toastmaster. Huh. He invented that and that was the Toastmaster. The original Toastmaster pop-up toaster, huh. not to be confused with Toastmasters International, because that wasn't Charles Strite; that was Ralph Smedley. Well, he
0: was—he was probably still alive when my Sunbeam was manufactured, and it he uh, probably was. It was actually—it yeah. was actually—it was—it was the same model. I got it in—I got it in a, a thrift store. It was the same model that my parents had gotten for a wedding gift. So it's actually—so oh, wow. I, I know it's actually older than I am. So it's it is the only toaster I have known my entire life. <laughs> I have it's been, a good toaster. I have been have toasting no with this model toaster my entire life. So anyway, so the cord blew Spoiled. a big spark. Yeah, and I said, "Well, that's fixable." So so I I, I take it apart and uh, and I'm looking at the cord, and it's not like 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 wire now is like plastic wrapped. Oh yeah, yeah. What did they wrap it they
1: re- in back then? Like well, well, I, I'm sitting. I,
0: you know, I'm sitting there and I'm cutting it, and all this fuzz is coming out. And I'm going, I go, I don't see the plastic around the wire. And then I realize, I like, go, well, there is no plastic around the wire. They're just wrapped with this cloth. And I thought for a minute, I go, wait, this can't be cloth. Oh, this has to be asbestos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he took a big sniff
0: <laughs> and i said okay this is stupid uh i think i'm just going to get a new cord but then i thought well how much is a new cord gonna cost and uh and how i, I and so i go online and i see you can get a toaster for 17 dollars. well i'm gonna yeah. probably spend eight bucks on a new cord so yeah, but so for $8 okay. and to 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 relieve myself of the hassle and here's the thing here's the thing is uh back uh, in the 50s when this toaster yeah. was made bread was thin
1: Oh yeah, yeah, now they've got this, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, now now it's it, it, it's like I am tired of, of of taking bagels and pounding them on the counter to flatten them to, to squeeze them into a 1950 bread slot. and then it always it always gets stuck. And so that, and, oh, and then no. I'm going in there with a fork and digging it out, and sometimes it doesn't come out. And and I said, you know, this is this is really stupid. My my commitment to a retro lifestyle uh, uh, at some point yeah. is, is reached ridiculousness. I said, I yeah. am just going to I'm just going to heave this whole thing into the trash and buy a new toaster. And uh, and uh, Amazon
1: promises me that I will have one on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, guess what. You're going to want to go back to the trash and get your real-life toaster out of there because I can guarantee the one that Amazon <laughs> delivers is a little box of garbage. They are just rattly, crappy. It is so – ah, I, I really they, – they don't make a good toaster that I know of. Well, here's the maybe,
0: here's the epilogue to the story, which is actually – which which just occurred about an hour ago. Because I was looking for, I was looking for, a, I wanted to send you a picture of my toaster. Just to say this is... This, this is, is strange. And, and
1: I'd almost re- prefer a different picture. But okay. Send me a picture of your toaster. Well, you know, this it's a nice weird. chrome okay. coat.
0: To, I, I was going to take it myself, but I haven't put my clothes on, and it's chrome. So that you would actually see... <laughs> <you> would actually, <laughs> a reflection. You, yeah, you really wouldn't have wanted that picture of a toaster. <laughs> Look at these slots, in his toaster are so narrow. Wait, what the... <laughs> so, so anyway, Great. so I started Googling... Uh, pictures of of toasters, and it led uh-huh. me to eBay, and and, oh. and and I had to click on one of the things that that thing's worth over a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that not... You chucked in the garbage. I chucked it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I would never. I... <laughs> Uh, Why would I think Uh, that people would pay $100 for a toaster that you have to smack the bagel against the counter
1: every morning? uh, Because you wait. You wait. This garbage thing that's coming in the mail. You don't know. You have no idea. What, how far we 've regressed I mean, probably the lack of development of the toaster is probably one of the most powerful arguments against capitalism on earth well like, it yeah, doesn 't work yeah. look at these toasters
0: well yeah well it certainly it certainly is as a paradox of the free market it, it 's everyone always yeah. says only you produce a quality product, you get more customers, yes, but if the product has too much quality, you lose customers yeah. so there
1: has it, to you, yeah
0: you 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 yeah. can't always rely on the manufacturer to to give you a quality product because they're they're yeah. you know it's I'm constantly changing light bulbs and I don't remember I don't remember light bulbs yeah. used to be given away by the electric company did you know that
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. this. I guess that would make sense. They'd do a big light bulb giveaway and sure, get they us booked on yeah, the you light. Use lots of light bulbs, but back then when they were giving away the light
0: bulbs, they lasted a really long time. But now that you actually have to buy them, light bulbs, you know, if you oh, get, if you there's get,
1: there's no a, telling. There's no telling. Get
0: a couple months With on that? a light bulb, you're lucky. But
1: yeah, it's nuts. They they'll just snap out on me all the time.
0: Yeah. So, yep. so, so anyway, so I now have to, <laughs> I now have to <laughs> crawl into the trash. Cause it's one of those high plastic, get to get that. Yeah. It's like a, Toaster it's, it's, like that lasts. a it's like, Oh, there might be a hundred dollar bill in that trash. I got to pull it out. And then, you know, <laughs> and, and I say, well, I'm not going to bother putting all the screws and stuff back in. So, so I've got to actually dump it out on newspaper so that I get all the screws. So then, oh,
1: man, this is, it's what you deserve.
0: And then, and then some of Gonna pay a hundred bucks on eBay, and they're gonna say, "Oh, this toaster smells like lawn
1: clippings." <laughs> but it's worth it because it sounds like a car door when they put the no- It I was gonna say a good example of another good example of how things can get bad. Think of these seven thirty-seven Maxes dropping out of the sky. I mean, it can get to the point where things need to work and they're not working like they need to work. <laughs> And there's one way
0: this show works. Yep. Back on the rule of three, uh, we are going to be talking about Beaver Island in the next segment, and uh, <laughs> you can't. Uh, yep, that's where we end. We, we end, end up, up, up at there. Beaver Island, uh, but in this segment, uh, Ben found an article in uh, yep. in the Atlantic, and that it apparently apparently dairy has taken a bad rap. Yeah, it has. I I've felt this for so long. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's the thing, the thing that we were told, we were told we had to drink very much of in our youth. Uh, that was that was very important to our diet and our health has kind of uh, has kind of fallen astray is uh, yeah. people think people now think that dairy is bad for you but yeah, they uh, demonized it for quite a while they demonized it yeah but uh, evidence evidence there is evidence that there is absolutely people who have dairy fat in their blood which which would be me it's yeah, uh, me as well uh, uh-huh <laughs> it's like it's like when i get a blood test it's like a, it's like a
1: strawberry milkshake coming out of my arm <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's very scientific, Tim. I think that fact checker would say that's probably not true. But... Oh, I'll take a picture of my next blood test and you can tell, you can tell me
0: if that's... Uh... The phlebotomist is like, mmm, your blood is delicious. Mm. Yeah. But apparently there is no uh, in- increase in mortality for people that have high yeah. milk fat in their blood. That, uh, and and,
1: and that's, a, that's an important aspect of this particular study is a lot of the previous studies that said uh, dairy was bad for you relied on self-reporting, which are garbage studies. Anytime it's all self-reporting, that's garbage. No one tells the truth about themselves. But this is actually taking the blood out, measuring the dairy fat in the blood. Huh. And they can't zero in on whether it's milk or ice cream or cheese, but it's a dairy fat. So it's a very reliable study sure. is what I'm saying. Sure, it, yeah.
0: it. You know, it's. I never really understood margarine. No, it, oh, it, yeah. maybe because it's affordable. Maybe you know. Oh, I can't believe it's not butter. Well, then then get butter. Yeah. And, no. <laughs> and the only well, thing, yeah, the only benefit that margarine was supposed to have over butter, besides its affordability. Uh, was its was its health benefits, but, which was total BS. Yeah, because from the start because yeah. it's trans fats. It is nothing. Mm-hmm. It is nothing but it is pure
1: trans fats and it's horrible for you. So the moment they figured out how to hydrogenate those, horrible. A uh, trans fat will actually increase your bad cholesterol and decrease good cholesterol at the same time. Right Does it, at the same time. Right, and it creates this is this is the big word atherogenic environment do you know what that means artery furring you get fur in your arteries <laughs> I, I i'm not a doctor <laughs> But I think the one place you don't want a five o'clock shadow is anywhere within your circulatory oh, system. I
0: have a hard enough shaving where my where my nose meets my upper lip—that little that little <laughs> corner right there—I have a hard enough time getting the, the getting the, the the
1: fur out of that spot. Let alone just shaving inside your, your arteries. Yeah, yeah it, it's, uh, it's nasty stuff.
0: It's. You know, I don't I don't use Crisco for pie crusts anymore. I'm uh, I'm I've
1: I've gone back to Lard. I've heard Lard's phenomenal. Now there is a podcast where I heard in detail about the push to put to replace uh uh dairy fat and lard with trans fats with margarine. And it was it was a couple really zealous know it alls who did that in the late seventies, early eighties and they fudged their their research and they stuck us all with that crap for decades and in that podcast uh they talked about how you know really if you think if you played out the numbers how many people died literally died of heart attacks and strokes and type 2 diabetes and cancer because we had this just you know huge spike in increase in trans fat consumption it's nasty nasty bad stuff for us now I sound like a <laughs> zealot. <laughs> I'm full of garbage.
0: And lard is so cheap. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you even? Why would? Why would you? And I think it's a. It's almost a waste product. It's mo I. You know, my guess is that uh, that the meat producers throw away more lard than they actually package. Because but it's uh,
1: cruel, Tim. It's cruel. You need to have nut milks and oat milks. <laughs> 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 what I, that's what I can now with pride get my half and half in my coffee, uh, which I do because I don't really like the taste of coffee. So I put cream and sugar in it. But now, uh,
0: now is, Does nut milk refer to the origin of the milk or the people who consume <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah. well, and
1: you, you, if you're lactose intolerant, I, then you're not a nut. I get it. You're desperate. But if you look in my eye and tell me it tastes as good or better than real dairy you're a nut i agree Tim <laughs> certifiable nut well if if you're lactose
0: good. intolerant you can get you can get lactose free dairy products they they have uh, they have the technology to pull that lactose out of there and uh and and serve you a nice glass of natural milk without uh without the stuff that uh, irritates
1: so so that you can do that, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But they choose to to order the soy milk, and I've heard soy is not actually good for a lot of consumption. For, I for have, have a have theory. I
0: have a theory, and it, it there's no scientific evidence to back it up whatsoever, as most <laughs> of my theories. But awesome. <laughs> I have a theory because there's a lot of uh, there, there there's a lot of talk about how young. Girls are starting to mature that, uh, that, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, they're reaching puberty and people are going, boy, yes. what the must be the, must be the hormones we're putting in beef here, honey, have some soy some milk, soy. It's have soy a milk. nice glass of soy estrogen because we yeah. <laughs> don't want those awful hormones that the meat producers are putting in milk. And yeah. it's it is it is my belief that uh, that that's that that's what's causing it. that's the culprit that that's yeah. the culprit. I believe that... yes. Well, well, not just soy milk, but I. When we were growing up, there was no soy in anything. Uh, uh, you know, soy sauce maybe yeah. maybe no. you know yeah. once uh, once a, once a year when you went to the Chinese restaurant for you know yeah. special occasion, you'd get some soy sauce. But other than that, there was really soy was not really. A, a product of human consumption but yeah. now everywhere now yeah everything. everywhere you, you turn every any, any packaging over and there's going to be you know soy in it and
1: i believe yeah. that you that's believe what's that's, causing that's what's yep. well I, I have believe a it's theory, and okay. there's no science to back this up but my theory is that if someone orders soy in their coffee really loudly in the coffee shop with a certain attitude i find them annoying that's my theory <laughs> Now, only if I sense that they look down on me for putting half and half in mine. You know what I mean. You're you're fine if you want to drink that. That's fine. I get it. But don't don't demonize me for liking my my utter juice. Okay. Yeah. Cause. Yeah. It, it's uh,
0: it's uh, our dog loves loves cow lo- lo- loves the cow juice. It, uh, oh yeah. It's a, somebody. Yeah. It, it's you know the big thing is that. It, People say, well, the mammals are the only, you know, the only uh, species that actually drinks the milk after childhood and drinks the milk of a creature that's outside of their own. It's a, Yeah, but you put, a, you put a bowl of milk down and uh, oh, almost yeah, almost on. almost any animals right there. You, uh, got...
1: that, you know, a dog has never more wished to have thumbs when they drink that milk. He <laughs> said, man, if I could get this stuff myself, I would do it. You know, we had a cow growing up, Tim. We had a cow, a milk cow. My dad would go out there every morning and milk the cow. It was a Jersey cow. They have lots of really creamed, thick milk. And we had two pigs. And those pigs... Started gaining all this weight, they were doing great, and and then the cow went dry. Suddenly, it wasn't given any milk, and the pigs had figured out a way. And it took my dad weeks to figure to catch them. They would go through a slat in the fence, go into the pig, the cow's, you know, uh, uh, pen, drink the milk right out of the cow, suck at the cow dry, and then go back into their pen. They could have fled, but they knew they had a sweet deal. <laughs> That is a totally true story. Oh and these massive pigs that but is, they were that drying is, that the cow. Is utterly amazing. And that
0: poor <laughs> utterly. that 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 poor cow. That's all I can think of is what a what a nightmare is, oh, is, no. is to every morning hear this this grunt and hear these big fat ugly tusked oh, creatures no.
1: come no. and just grab at your teats and pull and <laughs> the cow loved it. The cow was like, thank you. This is happening regularly, quickly. I never have any milk. This is great. The cow loved it. I think the cow was in on the whole thing.
0: I, w- oh, I wonder if the-, the cow actually bonded with
1: it. Oh, look, it's my ugly babies coming for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might be that dumb. I don't know. But, but I know that they, they, they give us delicious things. I guess it's attached to cruelty. Is that what people attach this whole thing to, is cruelty to animals? Is that why milk got the bad rap and the negative? Could be, but that's a topic for another episode.
0: And that brings us to the final segment of the rule of three for this episode. Uh a bent is actually on the road. He's uh uh so if you hear any if you hear a knock on the door, that's probably the housekeeper asking uh yep. either Yeah. Either tell me to get out. Yep. 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 Uh <laughs> but in this segment what we're going to cover is uh Something, something I was not aware of, and I should have been aware of because, because I'm a Michigander. I grew up, uh, I grew up in the Great Lakes state. Yeah. And uh, recently, a couple, a couple of dear friends of mine uh, went, spent a vacation on uh, Beaver Island in uh, in, the <laughs> uh, middle, fumble, in the middle in the middle of Lake Michigan. They spent a week there, and uh, she's an amateur photographer, and she took some, uh, she took some snapshots of Beaver Island, and. I I I found that I was ridiculously unaware of Beaver Island. It's actually the biggest uh, island in the Lake Michigan. I think I don't know if there's uh, in the Great Lakes. It's one of the bigger islands. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It, uh, Native Michiganders know that there are probably as many islands in the Great Lakes
1: as there are lakes in Minnesota. So. Yeah, it's a, there are a lot of. I, I should have known this island, Tim. And here's the interest I should have known it because it had a a a breakoff branch of the Mormon church there. Yeah. The strangites. And I had no idea. You asked me if I'd heard about it, and I looked it up. And I said, How did I not know? <laughs> well, there was a whole group of Mormons or breakoff Mormons. Oh, it was more than a, it was more than a group. It was a kingdom. Oh yeah, they called themselves a kingdom. He, he we should, I guess we should go over that. for people who don't know, Joseph Smith, he gets – he was the original founder of the first The Mormons, and then he gets assassinated. And then after that, there's kind of a squabble over who should be in charge, and you had Rigdonites and Brigham Young uh, took – he was the leader of – too many details. He took the group out to Utah, and they right. grew into the – Really large group, the Mormon but Church guy, we know today. So, so yeah. was there
0: only was there only two people that fought over? Or was there were there other people who fought over? No, who, there
1: were other apparently uh, that I didn't even. I always just growing up heard on oh, a bunch of people they squabbled, and there was Sidney Rigdon and the Rigdonites and the Reorganized Church, but Brigham Young and the main Mormon Church. You know, I, I the other groups. This is one of these other groups I didn't know about. Was the Strangites headed by uh, what's his name again? What's his name? Uh, James Strang, James Strang, and the Strangites, and but he called himself instead of calling himself a, a prophet, he called himself king of a Mormon kingdom on Beaver Island. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> when he got there, right after he gets there, well, first he was uh, he first declos- they were in
0: first they were in Wisconsin Territory. Yeah, that's they right. They were in a community and uh, like like most of the history of Mormonism, uh, had to flee. And yeah. in the middle of the night and uh, took to the water and yeah. uh, ended up ended up, which is it's actually closer to Michigan. But uh, but they ended up uh, on Beaver Island, which was which was settled
1: by the Irish. <laughs> little little ways from Gilligan's. <laughs> no, but it's uh, yeah, but it's, it's full of Irish. So Beaver Island has all these Irish people on it. And he's, he's there in 1848. So it was 1848 when he gets there. But what kills me is once he gets on the island, he declares himself a polygamist. Even though all the time before that he said, I'm not a polygamist, there's something about Beaver Island that said, you know what? <laughs> I need. Mean, he ended up with five wives. It was Providence. It was. Providence. <laughs> it was <laughs> it's nuts. It's crazy. So he gets on this. This is what kills me. He was assassinated. This is another interesting thing here, because he had these strict codes for how women should dress. And uh, there were two women that weren't dressed appropriately. So he flogged their husbands for not having their wives dressed appropriately. And then, after the husbands recovered from their flogging, they killed him. They shot him dead. <laughs> well, and they said they said that they said it was uh, easy to
0: it, easy to flog the guys because one of them was also an adulterer. So
1: oh, so he had it coming. Yeah. I got, so the women kind of were on board, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. They didn't say you can't make us wear bloomers. And uh,
0: mm-hmm. and they say, yeah, but he was cheating on his wife. He said, oh, oh, whip, oh, whip well, him, okay. whiff, flog
1: whip, flog him, him, flog him within an inch of his life. Can't be cheating on her wives. <laughs> well, it's interesting I'm faithful to all five of mine. It's yeah. interesting to me that you did
0: not know about this no. sect. Yeah. And what yeah. what I think it what I think it is is that the similar thing in my life was I grew up Catholic, and they never really told us. Why Martin Luther nailed that uh, that that thing uh, to the church door? They, th- that story yeah. was never really told to us. What yeah. we were told growing up was that Henry the Eighth uh, wanted to divorce his wife, and the church wouldn't let him, so he made up his new church where divorce was allowed.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's, you get that's, part of
0: the story. That's the story. Yes, yeah. that's the yeah. story. That's, and yeah. that's the origin of the Protestant faith. So yeah. it's all it is, is just a bunch of people that can't commit to marriage. <laughs> well that makes a good foundation for a church yeah it has lots of nothing members. to do with the statues and indulgences no. and uh no. The, no. the 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 taxation and the, <laughs> the, the power no. structure the inquisition no 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 <laughs> it's just
1: henry the eighth wanted some strange yeah and i think that's what uh you're right. I think that's why I didn't hear this. It's just, oh, those are just details. And that's true. You don't really need to know the stuff about. There were so many things I was told not to read when I was growing up Mormon. Oh, you, So many things. You, we weren't allowed, to, we weren't
0: allowed to read the Bible. What? It, it, well, it wasn't not so much not so much in my youth. In my youth, it began you know they uh, they, they started encouraging a little reading of the Bible. But, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but in previous, yeah, you would have a Bible in your house, but it, you were never to open that book. It was it was only sure? it's just like nah, you don't really you can read it if you want to, but just take our word for it, kind of that. Yeah, kind of when I was growing up. Yeah, but but in my my parents' day, it was no you don't don't open that book it's that book is wow. to only be opened by wholly sanctioned people. Because you know there's there's things in there that you might not understand. You need <laughs> a holy man, <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, but yet, yeah, but yet you will have it in your skip hu- over those parts. You, you will contradict. have it in your house, and oh, uh, uh, you can open it to the first few pages where you're supposed to write the names of your children and grandparents and like your family tree. You can you can go through those pages, but once you get to the
1: red words, yeah. uh-uh. Uh-uh. uh-uh, uh-uh, you can straighten up the begats. Your yep. own personal baguettes. <laughs> Don't look at the other baguettes. So, so yeah. yeah so I it's, think it's, it's related. Very,
0: yeah, yeah very, very much so. Is uh, uh, the uh, the the elders of the Mormon Church obviously knew history and <laughs> paid attention? Oh yeah. Paid oh, attention
1: yeah. on uh, how to build a religion properly. And that was true um, with many many things. There w- there was an event called the Mountain Meadow Massacre that occurred in Mormon history in 1876. Uh, some, uh, you know, the Mormons had been chased out of Missouri and not treated the best. But in all fairness, they had been extremely annoying as general people. And uh, so these uh, group of uh, settlers were coming through Utah and some rumors flew that they were coming to attack the Mormons because at this time uh, there was an army from the U.S. federal government coming to prevent polygamy in Utah. So Mormons are paranoid and angry. And they teamed up with some local Indians, and they slaughtered like a 100-and-something settlers, just men, women, and children, killed them all. And the Mormon Church, it was called the Mountain Meadow Massacre. The Mormon Church basically just swept that under the rug, and it was stayed under that rug till about 1950-something when my great aunt got a deathbed uh, confession interview of a man who was at that massacre. And it took how many years? I guess that's uh, – 80, 90 years for them to finally. And okay, it, was, and it was it was your happened. it was your family it was your family that got that admission. It was my mom's aunt, wow. so a great aunt. It was my mom's kind of mentor. She was a historian. Wow. Her name was Juanita Brooks, great historian. And they didn't and she they didn't take dug your, up the story. They didn't take your family out of the book for that. <laughs> they kind of took her out of the book. She, <laughs> <laughs> you bet they did. You're in big trouble. Yeah. But I think you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's I didn't know for the same reason we don't know so many things in history. It's inconvenient. Anything that makes your great-grandfather seem like the whack-a-noodle they were. (laughs) That's the other thing. When I was reading about this string guy, the polygamy and how he got crowned, I thought, man, humans in the 1800s were nuts. And then I think, well, of course they were. Some of them thought it was okay to own people. They believed in, you know, divining rods. I mean, we we come from. Well, they weren't. We're, they, they they weren't
0: necessarily nuts. They were they were humans. They were humans. And any time any time yes. you isolate a population on an island. It, it's going to devolve <laughs> yeah. it's going to devolve into Lord of the Flies.
1: Yeah, exponentially. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> or Lord of the Beaver in this case. <laughs> on, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have that, said that.
0: And on that note, uh we're going <laughs> to wrap up this episode I'd like to remind you, we are going to be doing a live show August 5th at Acme Comedy Company. You can either buy tickets for the live event at uh, acmecomedycompany.com. You can also uh, buy Zoom tickets. I don't know if the Zoom tickets are on sale now, but we are a limited amount of people. We'll be able to Zoom in and watch the show from anywhere so you don't have to break your social distance. Uh, It'll be me. It'll be Bent. It'll be Brian Miller. Uh, all doing the two hundredth episode. Two hundred times we've we've that's done this now. A lot. Uh, that is a lot. Uh, I think so. Especially in this yeah. day of podcasting, where we're most uh, where most podcasts last about twelve.
1: I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, they only do like twelve episodes with like eight million listens. That's what they do. <laughs> That's their business model. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're doing. Yeah, we're doing quantity. We're going for the quantity. <laughs> we'll hit 8 million eventually. Uh, yeah. But other than that, uh, if you want to know, if you want to know more, I'll be up on the details. Uh, we'll see if there will be comps available. I think there should. Uh, make sure send drop us an email rule of three at timslagle.com, and uh, tell us you want to tell us you want to see the show. Other than that, uh, anything you want to plug, Ben? You're in. Uh, no. Hi.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm doing shows in Ogden, Utah, Wise Guys. That's it. Uh, this weekend. So. yeah.
0: So check that out if you're a Utah listener. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you next week.